0: It's the criterion. It's the criterion. Criterion. Criterion.
1: Criterion. In. 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 Hi everybody. Welcome to the Criterion Project. We are here to talk about what is playing on the Criterion Channel. Uh, every couple of weeks we get together and we are surviving quarantine <laughs> by watching lots of fun stuff on the Criterion Channel. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Carrado is here.
0: Yes, he is.
1: Yes. So how are you doing?
0: Well, I'm still alive. I'm kicking. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. yeah. We're all surviving scary times, but also um, unique times. So. That's right.
1: Yes, yeah, same. I've had a a little bit of something, but I I've been I've s- sought medical care and everything's fine, so it's it's going to be great. And uh, I'm excited to talk about our uh, our movie today. And uh, but what have you been able to watch on the Criterion Channel?
0: So um, I've been watching a lot since we're all stuck at home, um, social distancing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Criterion Channel. I have noticed that they have a number of Jane Campion movies mm-hmm. that are about to go off the channel on March 31st. So I've been trying to catch up with some of those. And last night I watched uh, The Piano, which um, I don't know if you've seen it, Rachel, but it's a very uh, interesting movie. It's um, the only female directed movie to have won at Cannes, the d'Or and it also won three Oscars, got nominated for Best Picture and all that stuff. I saw
1: it on like on television so it was
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was edited <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah but uh but so I, I saw a version of it I
0: guess Hmm. yeah and it's a very I mean it's kind of a crazy great movie I don't know I was very surprised by it I had also seen it just once long time ago I barely remembered it but I was surprised it's the story of this sort of mute woman played by Holly Hunter who gets married off to to a sort of landowner in New Zealand and then she goes and she takes her piano with her but then the guy is a terrible husband he doesn't want to bring the piano up to the to the house it's by so the piano sits by the beach and then she has an affair and blah 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 it's kind of like a it's kind of a dark romance movie I would say period piece but it feels so I felt to me very very um different from the usual period piece it didn't feel like at all stuffy or stuck or slow it just moved in a really interesting way to me and jane campion's very stylish in the cinematography and all that kind of stuff um it's a complicated movie it's not a straightforward romance but for everyone who has been curious about the piano i would say it's worth a watch i was really uh, really engr- engrossed by it
1: mm. yeah uh, I, I even though i saw the edited version i remember mm-hmm. it- finding it you know moving and and uh, and and agree on the acting in particular
0: yeah the acting Anna paquin when she was a little girl she plays um, holly hunter's daughter she won an oscar for her performance and she's really great it's a really great child performance um, mm-hmm. um yeah definitely um, cool so how about you no,
1: uh, did you have any others you were gonna talk- uh um, yeah you can I've go seen- ahead um well i actually didn't watch it on the criterion channel but it is a criterion release last night i was uh watching uh tcm and uh they played it's mad 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 world which mm-hmm. is a movie i love and i think it's i own it so i don't know why i watch it on the tcm but nevertheless and uh i i don't it's just so funny it has this amazing cast of everybody who was Who was funny at that time uh all looking for this buried treasure and the shenanigans that unfold and it's one of the only like pure outright comedies that i can think of that was like nominated for lots of oscars Uh, i don't know what it won but it it was uh, I, i can't remember how many it was nominated for lots and and I uh, i just think it's really funny especially Ethel Merman. <laughs> i think she's hilarious mm-hmm. in it and so that was fun to watch that and hopefully they'll put it on the criterion channel um soon and mm-hmm. um and then i also rewatched the seventh seal with the uh oh. yeah with the death of max von Cito. i thought mm-hmm. it was appropriate yeah. to watch it it's a very weird movie but uh but I think effective in its weirdness. <laughs> uh with uh a um uh with a, a knight that that fought the Crusades. He uh he comes uh, onto this beach and he ends up having playing chess with death.
0: <laughs> right <laughs>
1: as a character. And uh it's obviously very artsy, very uh um it's not gonna be for everyone, but uh, it has a lot mm-hmm. to say. Mm. and i think it's interesting so
0: i haven't seen it but this is the famous a lot very referenced and very much parodied scene in which they're playing chess by the beach right the guy dressed in all black yes playing chess with death and black and white um so i haven't seen the movie yet but i heard that it's despite its reputation that it's also kind of funny and it yeah, has a it lot is. of yeah it
1: yeah, definitely so. has well also it's <sighs> Heavily parodied in Monty Python, so right. uh, <laughs> so I I think some stuff that maybe wouldn't even be that at f- least because uh, I love Monty Python on the Holy Grail. That's my favorite comedy of all time, and uh, and so a lot of stuff that I don't even know if it like uh, when it was made if it was that funny. But because it makes me think of Monty Python, uh, it right. makes me laugh.
0: <laughs> but oh, it does have
1: some funny funny parts and uh i uh i think it has uh, some uh you know interesting things to say uh mm-hmm. about life and uh especially if you think about the they're that they're fighting kind of the the plague basically um oh interesting and <laughs> relevant and it's a lot about kind of faith and uh and The one character he wants to be an atheist but he he, he's seen all of the all of the good in humanity and he has a hard time kind of Mm. denying a greater completely denying a greater power then he Mm -hmm. sees the 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 you know the bad um and i don't know so it's an interesting it's like this person kind of wrestling with with Mm -hmm. god with uh with the evils of the world with the good in the world um and uh, so it's like that's kind of the sort of the main message of uh you know why why it is why does the evil happen why do bad things happen uh the um the the poor choices of of people but then also things that seem to be out of our control um and so yeah it's it to me at least is a movie about faith mm-hmm. and uh Whether you know when we choose to believe or not believe, and um, and I actually thought that it it ended on a pretty hopeful note. Uh, and um, cinematography is great, it's very creative. I I did, I watched it the first time for my blind spot series that I do where every month where I review a movie I haven't seen before. So I'll put a link to that review if people are interested. I, I watched it in 2018.
0: Oh, fantastic! white spot. So, that sounds great. Yeah, Ingmar
1: um, Bergman. He was, yeah, an
0: was interrogation of, of faith in God sounds like a Bergman movie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like uh, for yeah. a while, I think like all his movies were about that. So.
1: Oh yeah. Seems I, haven't, f- I haven't seen that many of his. I, I that's something I need to mm. need to do better on. <laughs> I haven't seen that many yeah. of his movies.
0: So. Yeah. I haven't seen that many either, but I've seen some really, a couple of really great ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Fanny and Alexander's really great um, Cries and Whispers. hmm Yeah.
1: So, anyways, that was interesting to revisit. Uh, but, so today we are going to talk about Hard Day's Night. And I kind of just picked this at random because it seemed like it would be fun, and I was looking for something kind of fun and yeah. lighter. Uh, and. Yeah um and it was interesting to i haven't seen this for many many years it was interesting to revisit it uh what about you had you seen this before
0: i had seen this once before um probably about five or six years ago i would say at this point um that was the first time i saw it but of course i feel like everyone in the world who watches movies or tv or anything is familiar with Kind of like the images from *A Hard Day's Night* of, of yeah. the Beatles running away from all the fans and that sort of thing. I mean, that talk about being parodied. That's been in like, I don't know how many movies and TV shows have yeah. done a parody of that. For
1: sure, and and even so many different movie. That's why we're talking about the remake. I st- I'm struggling because so many, so many other bands over the years have basically done yeah. this movie whether you're talking yeah. this you know spice spice world or you know something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> just, totally you know, it's like it's already been remade yeah. so many times how do you yeah.
0: i mean right off the bat after the movie came out you had like other bands of yeah. that time making their own version like i know there's one by the dave clark five called having a wild weekend which is basically just a hard day's night kind of thing And then, of course, you have the monkeys, which, Mm -hmm. you know, the TV show basically created just to have an American version of the Beatles on TV.
1: Right. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. Uh, So, yeah, it was, watching it again, I loved the music, of course. And so I liked the movie Mm -hmm. because I loved the music. Um, And and the scenes where they're being chased and stuff like that are pretty charming. Some of the other Mm -hmm. stuff was a little weird for me. Like, (laughs) the whole grandpa i don't know i didn't really i didn't love that part i know i felt like some of the attempts at comic relief didn't really Hmm. work for me and there's definitely like i was really surprised by uh like the orgy joke and like some of the some of the more Hmm. i i don't know i just don't remember that i was like oh (laughs) uh that's surprising because i did because i would expect that later on in their career but mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that it was in this early one.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think we see this happen sometimes with, with older stuff, is that as they get more accepted as a part of the culture and part of the community, we kind of forget that some of these things that seem quaint now were very transgressive back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Beatles, when they first came out, it they were kind of like a little bit controversial in their own way, right? and people and adults saying like oh these kids with their crazy haircuts which don't seem really crazy at all nowadays but back then it was like a huge um, deal right I think in the movie they even make jokes about confusing everyone who has a haircut like that for the Beatles because it was so unusual to, to wear their hair like that and you know rock and roll and the screaming fans and all that stuff it was it was crazy it was mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. why we remember it as such a singular thing um but why don't we start at the very beginning rachel why don't you do you want to tell us about like your history with the beatles and as a band or is it is the yeah. music their persona
1: yeah well so my my parents are really they're pretty conservative they're pretty traditional and they they don't like a whole lot. They like classical music, uh, mm-hmm. especially my dad. My dad has a few, a few bands he likes. He he likes John Fogarty and, uh, mm-hmm. and Crosby Stills and Nash and Young and, and you know, a few, a few different bands uh, like that. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say either of them are, are big Beatles people. They don't hate, hate the Beatles, but mm-hmm. uh, and my, my parents just prefer more classical music. And, uh, and so, uh, most of this the stuff that we discovered was by our own sort of you know, uncovering, and mm-hmm. you know, whether it was my brother finding out about different music and introducing it to me, or just my friends or whatever. I remember mm-hmm. I found the Beach Boys first, and that was oh, kind okay. of my first love was the Beach Boys, and okay. I I do love I love the Beach
0: Boys. Oh, me, and, me too
1: and uh if you i think um oh shoot now my brain what's the movie about oh, the so love good. and mercy i thought yeah love and mercy even though i couldn't remember the name i i thought that was a really creative take on a biopic i thought it was mm-hmm, it's not perfect mm-hmm. but i really liked the swing that they took on it yeah and I agree with that. yeah and uh anyway so that was kind of my first and then i and then i went through a phase where i kind of discovered the beatles there was uh, it was when I was in high school, there was this anthology that went along with uh, with a television documentary kind of thing, and they uh, discovered yeah. a lost song or mm-hmm. whatever, and I think that that was right around when I kind of got really interested in mm-hmm. The Beatles, and I, I think what's amazing about The Beatles is just how many how much material they released in a pretty short time, and just how many hit songs that mm-hmm. they wrote. is just amazing. And yeah. I, I definitely prefer the earlier period versus the later period. I would say about, uh, I don't know, my, once they get to sort of Sgt. Pepper's, mm-hmm. I think my my interest is less. Uh, a too
0: psychedelic.
1: Different. Yeah, and that's just not, you know, that's not me. Uh, Mm -hmm. but i don't hate it but it's it's not my favorite um but especially some of the early albums i really really enjoy and i love hard days night i i was thinking i was going to ask you what your favorite song was in the movie in the movie it's it's tough to decide because i really personally i really enjoy almost all the songs
0: um yeah um um okay so what do you want me to ask, to answer first
1: <laughs> <Okay>. well <laughs> why don't you tell your history with the beatles
0: oh great yeah um so actually so my mom introduced them to me i remember she bought a, a cd and she used to drive my sister and i from tennis practice uh, playing the beatles and that's how i got to know them as a little kid it was probably about nine or so um then i really got into them when i was starting to get more interested in the history of rock and roll and pop music and that sort of thing And then in high school, I had a period in which I decided, um, I think it must have been overexposure or something. And I Mm -hmm. decided I am done with the Beatles. The Beatles, forget about them. They are totally overrated. I don't care about them. Don't want to listen to them anymore or ever. And um, had this sort of contrarian opinion until relatively, um, I mean, it's not that I still, I, I kind of now, as the years have gone by, I understand that that's kind of like a, stupid uh, position to have in so many ways but i also had never felt the the drive to listen to the beatles really or like to reappraise them again actually until you um decided to go with this movie for this episode uh. and, <laughs> and that made me curious so i have been listening to some beatles music again mm-hmm. for the first time really listening and um I have only listened to their stuff up to A Hard Day's Night, so I can't really speak for what happens later. But um, it has been really interesting for me to kind of listen with fresh ears and and see um, what they were all about. And these are some really great songs. I mean, you know? Yeah. um, They were, uh, I mean... What are you going to say? Like, how ridiculous is it to say do you like or don't like the Beatles? Like, I don't think anyone in the world would even care about one single person's opinion about it. It's just undeniable that they're like one of the most important bands in the history of music. Like, whether you like them or not doesn't really matter. It's just like, you know, Um, I
1: I remember I can't even remember what sitcom it was on, but there was uh, a when i was watching once and and the, the the one girl ends up she goes on this date with this guy who doesn't like the beatles and she's mm-hmm. just like what she's like 18 top number one hits you know mm-hmm. like a single one like that one mm-hmm. song like <laughs> she's like i can't be in this relationship <laughs>
0: yeah that's funny you, you just reminded me, you know, like growing up in South America, there was this sort of Argentinian comic strip that was syndicated all over the continent, basically. Uh-huh. It was called Mafalda. And there was this little Argentinian girl. And one of the characters was his her friend, uh, Manolo. And he, like one of, part of his uh, whole shtick was that he didn't get the Beatles. Like all the kids love the Beatles. And this was <laughs> the one guy who didn't get it. It yeah. was like, the music sounds like trash or whatever. <laughs> He was obviously, like, the one who was only focused on, like, he helped his dad at his, at their store, and he was all focused on the money and, you know, and whatever, yeah. so all the other kids were, like, playing around, and he was like, I need to make money, and I don't get the beans or whatever. <laughs> it was funny.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it does seem, because they had such variety, depending on the different phases, it seems like almost anybody would be able to find one phase or one album that you like. Uh, and I usually particularly like the Paul McCartney songs over the mm. other songs because I think he has more of a poet in him than the others.
0: Wow. And, interesting. Because most people would say that the most artistic poetry one would be John.
1: No, because you're coming in
0: with the hot takes.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But like <laughs> Eleanor Rigby and some of those things, I just think is, is really Yesterday. Love that. Right. One of my favorites. Um, did you watch did you see the movie last year yesterday
0: I didn't actually yeah partially because of the whole Beatles thing like back then I (laughs) you know I was still trying to avoid them I guess
1: yeah I I like it in concept better than execution it's not awful I it was it was okay but I I I just I found the the lead guy to be kind of unlikable
0: and so Mm.
1: that was a problem for me and I didn't really like the way he treated the Lily James character but the concept of a world without the Beatles is a fun concept and sure. there were fun moments in it. So if mm-hmm. it was, if it was uh, something to stream or whatever, I would say, yeah, go ahead and stream it. It's, it's fun enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, uh, I think I did go rotten on it, but, uh, it's one of those ones in the middle for me.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, also, have you seen, probably not because you didn't like the Beatles, but, uh, but Across the Universe,
0: have you seen that? I have. I did see that because that was right around the time, actually, when I turned on the Beatles. Mm. That was, so whenever that was, probably 2006 or 07 mm. or something, that was around the time when I was really into them. And then I was kind of, I think that, and then at around the same time, I think they did the Cirque du Soleil show. Wow. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. I don't um, remember what I that think- was called. What, what was it? I think it, it was...
1: Or Love, was it called Love?
0: I think you're right, Love, Love, I think. And and my parents had the CD, so they played that a lot. And then there was Across the Universe and all this stuff. And I think that's the moment when it was enough, that I was like, I'm listening to this too much. I am done with this, like, overexposure, like I said. Right.
1: Yeah. And uh, I I don't really like Across the Universe. I respect it. mm -hmm. And I think that it's very ambitious and visually beautiful. But it, it's, it's just exhausting to me. It's too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. from what I remember, it seemed like it was kind of like an ambitious mess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I, I yeah. think it would be better to watch in like a series of music videos than mm. the whole thing. It's too much. Mm. But it, it's been yeah.
0: years since I saw it. So who knows? So what, what do I you think, think of a, a Hard Day's Night then? It's kind of a, it's a bit of a shaggy movie. It's kind of messy seems definitely influenced by kind of like a french new wave sort of thing yeah uh, you know handheld cameras and all that stuff um, well
1: like i said it was weirder than i remembered mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and i don't know like i guess I was maybe a tiny bit disappointed uh but i didn't just dis- i didn't dislike it and any time that the music would start i'd be- kind of perk up and be like oh yeah i like this Great. Right. Like this. this is such a good song um yeah. and 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 i feel like It's stupid to downgrade a movie like this because of the plot. No one, no one watches this for the plot. They're watching it for the music and the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're judging a movie by what it's what it's trying to do, Mm -hmm. uh, then it's it's uh, it succeeds. (laughs) It has really great music and uh, and it's bubbly and it's fun. I I just the comic relief was not mm-hmm. my favorite like i said the whole thing with the grandpa i was just like what is going on this is weird
0: yeah. well and i i kind of weird. i mean the grandpa i think some of it works and some of it doesn't for me i think mm-hmm. i i found out later that the guy who plays the grandpa and let me find out his name um his name is wilford something i think mm-hmm. wilford bramble and he was an actor known for the sitcom stepton and son which Uh played on bbc and it's the sitcom that was that inspired san stanford and son from the 70s so and basically he was known for playing a character who was really um messy and dirty so the joke that they go in the movie when everyone tells says that he's so clean looking is apparently a reference to that so interesting you know so i think what we have In the movie as a whole, is a lot of very specific things to 1964 and Mm. the time in which it was made, which makes me think we have something very interesting here. In terms of, I think looking at it from our point of view of how huge the Beatles are and how iconic the movie is, it feels like the movie is a little underwhelming. But when you look at it from the point of view of 1964 and just the idea that the movie was really made, just To promote and take advantage of the fact that the Beatles were so popular back then right and they were kind of like they were just coming up and it was at the height of Beatlemania as it was just starting so it was basically a cash grab by the studio and by the record label Mm -hmm. Uh, and to consider that that ended up being a movie that is so iconic and influential as this movie is is kind of really impressive in its own way even if everything that seems that seemed fresh and exciting about it at the time, it's totally not fresh anymore because it has been parodied so many times and it has become part of the way we see youth culture and the world and yeah. everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: That's a good point. I, that is, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, and I did think that, that towards the end when you have uh, George pretending to be a model, like everyone thinks he's the model, Mm-hmm. And that was pretty that was funny to me, and some of the stuff with Ringo towards the end well, was, was okay. funny
0: that's what I was waiting for you to say. Ringo, give me more ringo. <laughs> I Ringo all day long. Ringo is the star of this movie, baby. I just want Ringo. I can't get enough ringo I, I i i this is the thing that surprised me the most is how much I liked Ringo and so much more than everyone else <laughs> He's yeah. so funny just he seeing was, play he the was drums, funny. I mean, the drums and the faces that he makes when he's playing, he's just so happy to be there and he's kind of like this doofy guy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I love... <laughs> I think... I can't believe he is considered to be the, you know, the fourth wheel of the group because he was so funny. He's he's yeah. a star as far as I'm concerned. The other one, especially John, comes up as kind of a jerk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, they definitely... Uh, he definitely, as far as this movie... I mean it's mm-hmm. kind of an easy joke to play about the about the drummer you know <laughs> because yeah. like if you if, uh, if you've ever seen him, um, what is wrong with me today uh the um Tap, uh, the the
0: uh, my final final
1: yeah i love it in in uh the the uh, I love in Spinal to have that
0: the the drummer just keeps getting struck by the lightning. <laughs> oh yeah, and they just keep getting new yeah, drummers. Yeah, they just yeah. keep getting a new one. <laughs> yeah, well I think that kind of thing about the drummer, I think maybe it comes from the Beatles and Ringo. Mm. Because, you know, they famously, right before they got famous, they replaced their original drummer and then Ringo came along. Mm. And I think that's why he feels kind of like the fourth guy because he wasn't there from the beginning. Yeah and uh well, and he also, only, obviously he didn't write that many songs yeah
1: he would towards the end he would have maybe one song or two songs in an album yeah. but uh yeah he wasn't
0: uh and his songs were never the hit songs and whatever so yeah it, it makes sense but um i feel like he was the secret ingredient at yeah. least in this movie yeah they, there was
1: one really s- touching part in yesterday where i he because the beatles haven't existed. Mm-hmm. He, the character finds an alternate version of john lennon mm, like oh. this, this little uh fisherman in slash poet in uh in this town so cool. and and he's just living this great <laughs> living this nice life and it was it was a i, I like that that was it was a good part of the film um but do you, yeah do you have a favorite song of any I haven't written down the songs, if you, if you want to
0: go mm, So um, So from the movie? Because yeah, I think the movie. most of the songs from the movie were written for the movie, but I think there's a couple that were older than that. So are we counting everything that's in the movie?
1: Uh, well, that's what I just had written down what was in on
0: Wikipedia. Perfect. So let me see. So we have well, A Heart oh, Day's nice. Night. a good song, obviously. I really like I Should Have Known Better. Yeah. And I really like Can't Better Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, that one's "Can't Buy Me Love" my favorite. I think uh "She She Loves You" is probably oh, my favorite. "She
0: Loves You" is great. That one's really "She Loves You" great. is the one that, like, going back to my early early days with the Beatles in the car with my mom, my sister, maybe my cousins were there too. "She Loves You" is the one that the whole car would sing along to, and that all the little kids were obsessed with, and they wanted just to listen to it over and over again.
1: Yeah, I, but it "Can't Buy Me Love" I really love. I I really enjoy all my loving. Mm-hmm. And uh, they there, its just a—I don't know—they're there's so many great, great songs. And uh, so, is this? Do you happen to know if this is—is is a Criterion, or if it's yes, just a—it is, it is. It okay. is a
0: Criterion release, and it, it has a number of special features on the mm-hmm. Criterion Channel available. So, uh, very interesting. A lot of interviews, yeah. including one with Brad Bird. Oh,
1: I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, so, do. Do you think it deserves to be a Criterion collection? Do you think it fits with a, what makes or what makes it a Criterion in your eyes?
0: Wow, wonderful! This is great segue, uh, Rachel. Very smooth <laughs> uh, into our first question. Um, yes, I think absolutely. I think um, I have. I am kind of a little bit on the same boat as you. I don't know if our issues are the same, but I do find this the movie to be a little. Um, um, you know, a little bit shapeless, a little bit, not as much fun to watch as I would want it to be, given that it's supposed to be this raucous comedy. Um, the music's great, but then like maybe it's like a little too long at parts, or a little not funny enough for me at certain moments. But like I was saying about the Beatles themselves, that is kind of beside the point with a movie like this. I think just historically and aesthetically, what I mean, I don't know, this movie is basically inventing music videos, you know, and cutting for yeah. music videos and it's inventing the whole um, idea of the boy band and this whole thing about the, the, the fans running around and the chaos and the, you know, it's just, it is like one of the fundamental documents of the 1960s, I would say. So how could it not be in, the, in something like this, right? It makes total sense.
1: Yeah, I mean on one hand it seems kind of light and fluffy mm-hmm. for a criterion but mm-hmm. I I agree with you that it is it is so influential that it it, it definitely belongs in uh, in in the collection I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know it is and it's well done uh for what it's trying to be because mm-hmm. I, I think the, the things that I didn't like as much are just kind of extra parts like it's just sort of filler like the core parts of the music and the personality of the of the of the four mm-hmm. uh, and that it does really well so I yeah. even though I felt a tiny bit disappointed, uh, I still can totally see why it was you know why it's I still like it um, mm-hmm. it's just a, I don't know it's just different than I was expecting. Yeah.
0: Uh, also thinking of Criterion as a company it makes total sense that they would want to get some of those Beatles dollars you know what I mean like like Beatles fans will shell out for anything Beatles that's why they keep re-releasing their music every couple years in new formats
1: that's true uh so and as far as pretentious scale I mean I'd give this like a zero I don't think this movie is pretentious at
0: all um I am inclined to agree with you except I wonder a little bit um how we define pretentiousness is I was wondering if trying to be like transgressive and modern in your own way, is that uh, its Uh own version of being a little bit pretentious. So I would still be pretty low, but maybe like a one or a two. Yeah. Interesting. Just because I think there's that thing of wanting to, to be different from the norm in this movie, which is weird because now it feels so much like what we understand pop music to be, but maybe that's like, it was rebellious in its time, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, as far as our remake se- section, I struggled with this because I feel like again it has been remade so many mm-hmm. times basically with different bands. Mm-hmm. But and I guess you could count that as remaking this movie, but I was thinking, you know, they did come out with the uh the Ron Howard directed documentary a couple of years ago. Uh but I think it would be cool if they kind of the best part about bohemian rap city was sort of recreating the 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 band-aid uh concert the the, mm. the the ending concert was i thought pretty effective the movie i don't like but that that concert scene was was really good and if you could do kind of that same thing but basically do either a recreation or you could kind of do what they did with Apollo 11 document, documentary uh, oh. and splice together all the footage that you have mm. from both, uh, both the Hard Day's Night movie and other concert footage and create a concert experience for, uh, for maybe even for IMAX and you could go and feel like you were at a Beatles concert. That would be pretty cool.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I would go to that. That. Makes, think of, that makes me think of another way to remake this, other than what I had brought to the table, which is I don't know if this would work, but like maybe some, I kind of like a Ed Wood or disaster artist or Dolomite mm. type of thing, where you you don't focus. I'm thinking of Ed Wood, how he. I don't know if you've seen that, the Tim mm. Burton movie, where he meets Orson Welles at the end. So I have a band that is kind of like a Beatles type band, but a really. Unsuccessful, right? And they cross paths with the actual Beatles here and there mm-hmm. during the movie or something like that. Um, yeah, that is that could be interesting. I don't know. But my original idea was to go with the band. And thinking of what is the most famous boy band of today, I think it would have to be 100% the South Korean pop band oh. BTS. so I think you do a BTS version of a Hard Day's Night. You get a South Korean director, like uh, maybe. Bong or Park Chan-wook or something and those guys obviously are famous for I mean those Korean genre directors they just mix all kinds of different types of movies and genres so I think you make a hard days night but you make it also like a zombie movie so all the fans are kind of zombies and you have like a horror musical comedy starring BTS Mm -hmm. South Korea I think you can make a a pretty good buck with it Yeah be kind of
1: like uh you know in the apocalypse but with, oh yeah yes. right yeah yeah oh, which is a movie i really loved uh so there you go hey we did it we did a remix i was thinking what <laughs> the heck am i get? how do you remake this movie <laughs> yeah it was, it was a yeah i agree <laughs> with
0: you it was a tough one at the beginning
1: <laughs> so you get to pick the next choice and we mm-hmm. this next choice it's, it's very exciting because it will be the start of our season 2 of yeah. our of the Criterion projects. So We've done uh, 20 episodes in this first season and so it'll be okay. a, episode 21.
0: It's been and, basically a whole year, right, yeah. of Criterion project at this point. Yep. Um, so maybe next episode we should also take some time to talk about a little bit our favorites and least favorites, our discoveries yeah. and our disappointments of this Good first idea. year of Criterion. Um, but anyway, also what better way to celebrate a whole year of Criterion than with the man, the myth, the legend, Jackie Chan <laughs> yes. in his incredible 1985 movie, Police Story. Um, Rachel, this is a crazy movie. I can't wait to talk to you about it ah. in a couple of weeks. Um, I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a crazy, crazy action movie. Kind of like A Hard Day's Night, don't go in for the plot. Come for this incredible stunts and Jackie Chan being awesome.
1: Well, I'm really excited because I really enjoy martial arts movies, and I I just hadn't haven't seen uh, this one in particular, but I I do love martial arts movies, and I actually got to shake hands meet uh, Jackie Chan uh, when yeah. I was uh, in college. Uh, it was just a book it was a book signing for his. Uh, biography his biography mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually a really good book he has uh, yeah. had a crazy life
0: crazy yeah, life yeah we can talk about that next time too
1: yeah like he grew up in this uh, um, mm-hmm. in this er, 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 uh, er, uh, in this sort of like circus kind of experience yeah, boarding and, school type of thing. yeah. yeah. anyway it was actually a really entertaining book and uh, so I got to to meet him and uh, and uh, he's just a cool 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 guy cool cool man and so i look forward to seeing police story and mm-hmm. so that one's gonna be fun fun to talk about i'm excited All right. i'm looking forward
0: it. to it and Great.
1: so let us know what you have been watching on the criterion channel
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, we would love to hear and uh, we really appreciate the positive feedback that we got from our episode with eric that was really fun and yes. I w- we really enjoyed doing that talking about the red shoes so uh, yeah let us know what you think of that end of uh hard day's night and what's your favorite Beatles song we'd love to hear
0: yeah and what's your favorite Beatle, ringo
1: yes <laughs> uh and uh, you can follow us on uh at the at criterion pod on twitter so check that out and Conrado, where can people follow you
0: uh you can follow me at coco hits new york on twitter and i also have a blog which is coco hits now that we are in quarantine and with free time i have been writing short mini essays on my blog so go check them out one of them is actually about jackie chan so you can oh cool um, get some of my thoughts in advance
1: good great uh, and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on Rotten Tomatoes, so make sure you check that out. I got to uh, review on my blog the uh, mini doc- documentary uh, series McMillions, which I loved. And it's so entertaining. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and also reviewed the uh, indie film, psychological thriller, horror, whatever you want to call it, uh, Swallow, <laughs> which is a very weird movie. But uh, so I have those reviews up on my blog. So check it out.
0: Great. Yeah. Um, we should also thank Michael Lorette for the music that opens our show.
1: Yes, um, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, so uh, let us know what you think and we'll be excited for next the, the next time we get together. So thank you so much for, for 20 episodes. It's so exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'll see you guys next <laughs> Bye, <time>. everyone.
1: <laughs>